Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome to Red Men News. I'm Ross Chanley, joined today by Georgia Stevens, uh, who, before I get into things, has been an absolute hero. So I do want to say thank you very much. Um, I had a bit of a nightmare yesterday with guests cancelled left, right, and centre. Naming no names, Jack Gill and Ben Kelly. Um, but Georgia stepped in and has been a hero. I've thrown him under the bus. Um, we've got lots to get through this morning, so do keep your comments and questions coming. Sorry, I'm going to pick them up uh, in back of house and pass any good ones on. Um, but George, we're going to start with Liverpool are set to move, uh, set to leave Melwood for a £50 million trading complex next month um, obviously they've got a new one built in Kirby um, is Klopp keen on the move it says this reports from the Athletic um, the decision whether to make such a switch mid-season has rested with Jurgen Klopp and the Athletic understands the manager has now indicated that he is keen for it to happen during the November international break um, a positive sign obviously we've known about this for quite a while now Georgia but it's just another stepping stone off the field for Liverpool becoming slightly better and kind of Embracing everybody, isn't it? You know, this team has moved together on the pitch, but they're going to move together off it as well. Yeah, I think it's we've seen it. It feels like years ago when we've kind of like spoke about it, and then obviously the postponement when COVID first kind of come out and and things like that. And it's just great that it's finally happening. And that, I mean, the pictures of the place looks incredible. And you know, we were. It's always one thing that we've been jealous of the likes of City and all these other world-class clubs of the the world-class facilities they have. And now, despite kind of leaving somewhere as historical as Melwood, we're, we're kind of stepping up in in the world of you know matching those powers. Yeah, it's a shame, and I don't think it's still being mentioned, but I know there's been lots of questions on it of whether the, the women's team will be involved in this because it'd be great if they had somewhere to go and train, but equally, you know, if, if Melbourne's going to lay empty, it'd be good to have somewhere for them to go and play. Um, I think, but I think that's getting turned into into housing. Uh, I might be wrong on that. I might have just guessed it. Um, let's move on anyway. Uh, Chris Williams uh, tweeted after Liverpool game on Saturday evening that at RMT Sport are reporting uh, that Liverpool are set to make Schalke an offer for Ozan Kabak, uh, and they want the deal tied up for the January window opens. AC Milan also interested. Schalke would want somewhere between thirty million euros and forty million euros. Um, George, this is someone that was linked with Liverpool before the window closed. Obviously, Lovren went away. We had fears over Joe Gomez and Joel Matip getting injured. Virgil van Dijk got injured, um, and for a very long period of time, um, which is which is gutting. There's been, a, there's been a few things. I think he was one of the names that was linked. I think Ben White is the other one. Um, that's, his name has been thrown into the hat. I think there was there was an incident with, with Kabak. And again, this is just reports, but I, I tweeted something about it yesterday and someone said that he had an incident where he, he kind of spat at someone. So I think, you know, that's worth doing a bit more research on it before I mention it. Um, but Liverpool's need for a centre-back... I think he's is going to be difficult in the sense of whoever comes in knows Virgil van Dijk is injured. 
and it's all, it's a, it's a hard sell, isn't it, to say, listen, we we need someone. By the way, when this the best defender in the world comes back, they won't be as caught and dry as you you what we want we needed, but. If they've got anything about them, you'll see the vision ahead, won't they? Yeah, it's the same argument as when we talk about replacing Adrian and things, is it's very hard to sign someone and put into their head that you're going to be a backup at some point. I think what may may happen is you, you've got a centre-back that's coming in and they can see that, you know, if they assert themselves enough and be the better of a partnership, then when Virgil van Dijk does come back, that it's potential that he then becomes the partner for Virgil rather than you know him taking that place, which is something that I'm sure will drive a lot of people. Um, I think it's just that the timing of, of Virgil's in like injury was just the the kind of gotten thing, is because of the window. Oh, and shit, to Georgia. Like that. That's what you want to say. It was. It was really bad. Um, but yeah, any I think you know there's plenty of young talent and there's plenty of up and coming, and we we saw it before with the people that we've bought and there's lots of rumours flying around. But certainly we need one in the January window. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens with Joe Matip as well, actually, because you know I joked about it before. You know we had concerns over Joe Gomez and Joe Matip. Joe Matip's been injured you know, already since the Everton game. So, you know, we do need numbers in that department. Um, let us know your thoughts and comments on uh, Kabak or Ben White or anybody else uh, you've seen doing the rounds. Or you know, would you put your trust in Reese Williams? Uh, who else is the Nat Phillips and a couple of other youth players, as George already mentioned there. Um, something that I do want to talk about, George, we're going to do a bit more of this on the Iran League this afternoon, which you're also helping out with, um, is the fan supporting food banks and the pay-per-view stuff. So we'll start with the fan supporting food banks. Um, hundred Plus £100,000 was raised um, for... Liverpool from Liverpool and Everton fans in the boycott pay-per-view campaign. The campaign, a collaboration between food banks across uh, Liverpool and Everton, Newcastle, Manchester United, Birmingham and London. Um, first of all, it's just uh, what an incredible achievement that is. Yeah, um, the amount of people that you know, you can say I'm not, I'm not, I'm not getting a, I'm not paying for the box office thing, and you know, just you can go and find a stream. But with the momentum that this has gathered, the amount of support that it's got, you know, from, you know, the, the likes of us, uh, all the fan channels, match going reds, match going blues. There was an Everton fan who took his, I think it was £90 first instalment from his season ticket and he went, no, and he put that towards Food Bank. So it was getting clear this is a, you know, a very much a Liverpool and Everton thing, as well as the other clubs and, and cities that, that were mentioned there. It just shows the strength of, of communities. I think Georgia doesn't it? And, on top of that, what's what's behind it? You know, a time where you know we're talking about Marcus Rashford and things that he's doing. It's a time in need um, in what's been a, a terrible year for a, for a lot of people. But people like fans supporting food banks and the people behind that and the, the support they get is hugely important, isn't it? Definitely, I think you know you've brought it up there, and it's something I was going to touch on is that it, it this whole kind of movement and campaign couldn't have come on a, a better time in the sense of you've got Marcus Rashford leading the kind of front line again against free school meals for children, and you've also got a government who are going against that, so people are rightly kind of annoyed, and you've then got big corporations asking to pay money to watch football. And I think people just kind of had enough of it and thought, you know what, if if no one else is going to look after each other, we're, we're going to have to start looking after each other. And it's just been incredible to kind of see people, you know, take that community and kind of camaraderie that we get from going to a football match. And in a time where we can't do that, they're still kind of coming together and applying that. And, you know, I think the, the money raised was just ridiculous and it's incredible. Yeah, uh, it's also a bit of a two fingers to... 
the corporation as well. You know, it might be the TV companies, it might be the uh, the football clubs itself, um, which is in turn, uh, this is just reports, um, I'm taking this from the Liverpool Echo, uh, the Premier League could be set to abandon their controversial pay-per-view service for non-televised fixtures. Earlier this month, the top flight announced they were replacing games that are not initially selected for TV available for supporters at a cost of 14.95 per fixture. Uh, with the Premier League rolling on behind closed doors for the foreseeable future, fans face the prospect of being effectively locked out from their, watching their teams in action for matches that were not scheduled to be screened. Now, uh, my belief in this, George, is the fact that that 14.95 goes to the clubs, um, not the TV companies. But there's been a lot of a lot of blame and a lot of kickoffs, and, and rightly so as well. People slagging off Sky Sports um, or Sky, sorry, slagging off BT Sports, slagging off individual clubs and teams that you support. But I had this question on the agenda for the Iran release, but I'll ask it now. They're almost having their hand forced, aren't they? Because they're they're missing out on not having fans in stadiums, which has been taken out of their hands. And without getting, I don't want to get political on this, but because of the decision that's been made in government, the fact that they can't have fans in their stadiums, they're looking for ways to go and do this. Now, my opinion of this is, if this was a normal situation, a normal season, you know, and they went, I'll tell you what, you want to watch your team, you can't go to the game, there's 4095 people, you know, there was no COVID-19, there was no... You know, people losing the job, there's no people being furloughed. I think a lot of people will probably do it, and it probably wouldn't be a bad idea for those that can't physically go to the games to, to go and watch it. But it feels like the wider context of everything that I've just mentioned hasn't been taken into account in this. People are losing their jobs, people don't have jobs, people don't know whether they can afford 1495. People rather go, you know, people who are struggling are paying, are choosing to go and spend that 1495 at a food bank. Which to me is, 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 you know, it's a more important issue than what uh, Sky or BT or a big corporation is making. Yeah, I, th- I think there's, there's lots of factors that go into it. I think at the start of it, we need to also remember that as much as we are pointing the finger at Sky and BT and at the end of the day, they, they do get a say in that. And let's not be, you know, be around the bush about it. They do get a say in it. The Premier League also have a massive say in it as a corporation. And on top of that, there was only one club who voted against it, and that was Leicester. So therefore, there's 19 other clubs who all thought this was a good idea for their fans too. And and that that's something that needs looking at. We've seen it with boards kind of having that disconnect with their fans. And, and during this time, it's something that's really standing out. And and we, we said that on, I think it was the, the pre-match build-up for the Sheffield game, is, is it's 14.95 as a one-off payment. It's not a pass. It's not a monthly fee. It's a payment for every game. And on top of that, you're getting nothing else other than that. I mean, I think it was the, the Sheffield game before ours. It was literally no pre-match, no half-time show. You just got 90 minutes of football for 14.95. And you're getting nothing else than, other than that. Um, I, I think as much as I think it'll be the, the you know, Sky and BT and people are losing money, I think maybe the clubs might have a say in it and the fact that the backlash that they're getting and probably the damage that it's doing to their kind of public image. Yeah, um, I've got, funny enough, I texted a mate who works for Sheffield United, I won't name his name, but I was texting him about it the other day. Um, and he was saying, I was just saying the other day, it doesn't make any sense to their PR. If there was ever a time to show generosity towards the fans and prove the game recognises them, it's now. And that's exactly what, you know, what, you're, what you're saying there. Just I think we them. saw it when, when Germany came, kind of brought their fans back, their tickets. I mean, I may be wrong, the tickets were lowered because they wanted to get the ticket prices lower so that fans could then go to the stadium when the stadium was reopened and although obviously we can't have fans in the stadium things like that it, it's a government there who's kind of in touch with what's going on they've they've lowered the prices of tickets as an act of generosity to get people out because it's something they've missed 
It's the same with, with what's going on here. To charge people to watch a game that they're already kind of gutted that they can't go and watch. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, let's hope it gets reversed anyway. Um, and final thing, before we get to some of your comments, we like to plug things on this show. Um, <laughs> and it was a deal-breaker for Georgia. Um, BT Sport will premiere the first episode of Ultimate Goal, uh, a TV series showing female footballers train like the pros uh, to catch the eye of agent scouts. It's out on Tuesday, Thursday, November. I think it's half ten. Um, Georgia, do tell, tell us a little about it. Yeah, half ten, BT Sport three. Um, yeah, it was something I was involved with when I kind of went AWOL for three weeks. Um, I was involved in, in in a great kind of reality TV show, which is something I didn't think I, I'd ever get to do. And um, yeah, it's finally out. It premieres on the 3rd of November, half ten, um, and it'll be on every Tuesday after that. So definitely tune in, send me what you watch, let me know what you think. It, it says here, Georgia, ultimate goal has already produced a number of success stories, including one player who achieved her dream of playing abroad after signing for a club in Iceland. Yeah, that, that might be me. Unless there's someone else knocking about. <laughs> that you don't know about. Um, during the series, Farrah Williams, Rio Ferdinand, Faye White, Freddie Lundberg, Jens Lehmann, Jill Scott, Peter Crouch, Robbie Van Persie give the players the benefit of their experience. Who was the best and who was the worst out of them? I'm not going to say the worst. Say it. No, I, I, it'll get cut. I'll suddenly disappear from the show. Okay. Um, but I think that the best was actually Peter Crouch. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a kind of long conversation with them. Um, and it's just a bit surreal because I grew up watching Peter Crouch be up front for Liverpool. And then suddenly I stood next to him, like asking him about his career and, and what's going to. What's actually that? What's actually that big? It can't be. The, the gap wasn't that big, but. Um, yeah, it was like that was a it was great meeting all the other the other players and and especially I think Freddie Lundberg as well was something that was really surreal. But to just be stood next to Peter Crouch and and playing football with him was just ridiculous as a Liverpool fan. It seems unreal. I'm very jealous. Uh, make sure you tune into that and go and support Georgia, please. Uh, some of your comments, Stephen Somerville says, I think we should go for up. Upacano uh, to the Kebabs of fear we don't have a commanding centre-back after January I don't think he's the right answer uh, but we do need a new centre-back Johnny Walker says Nat Phillips Reese Williams Cometio and Seth Vandenberg are all too young and experienced I think I'd agree with that it's a lot of pressure a lot of expectancy on them uh, Steven Sunville again says I think Fab needs to go back alongside Thiago and Hendo and give Matip alongside Give Matt along like Gomez, but I always pray that he's always fit. I think getting a new centre-back is crucial. And finally, Stronger Civilian says, I watched a bit of Quebec, not YouTube highlights, and it isn't as good as the videos making him out to be. Still not the finished product. Um, we'll have to wait and see how that pans out, but we will have you covered. If anything does happen, um, please check out our social medias, um, Facebook, YouTube, you know, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, anything gets announced, we'll have it covered on there and on this show as well. Uh, we'll be back on Friday. Uh, do tune into that. Georgia, thank you very much. Simon, thank you very much. We'll see you soon. Goodbye. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.